0: Guys, I have a new um, song that I'm going to do for karaoke. Check it out. Okay. It's the soldiers of the Mm. Queen, my lads, who've been, my lads, who've seen, my lads, Mm. in the fight for Mm. England's glory, lads, Mm. when we've had to show what we mean. When we say we've always won, we're done. And we're pulling, pulling, pulling. to the queen. Run? It's the
1: queen. Don't worry, they'll have the words up at the bar. It'll, yeah, you need those. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I have music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast, where we're gonna talk about every movie, TV show, TV film, foreign film released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan, with me as always is Mark. Is it fair to say that this podcast is about to court-martial me? <laughs> yes. We're
0: waiting on the decision, but I think you can look forward to it. And Erica! You guys? I saw the American version of this, and like, you can't handle the truth, but it starred a few good men who were really, really good. I really like. it. We're really,
1: really good. That's all you gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of them, yeah, and they're good.
0: And they're really and good. some of
1: them could handle the truth.
0: <laughs> it is That's true. That's right. One of them in particular could not handle the truth.
1: Uh, it's appropriate uh, that we talk about this, because, of course, we're in the middle of February, where we're talking about all the war films this rolls off the tongue. Does, <laughs> We're it really talking does. about all the war films released by New World Pictures. And this one is an unusual one that people, I think, in particular, Erica, was surprised <laughs> that New World released. <laughs> She's like, is this nearly New World? She said. "Yep." I was like, uh-huh. no. She's like, what is going on with New mm-hmm. World? <laughs> it's a great question.
0: I was question. like, what happened? Was somebody sad when they picked this? Like, <laughs> like
1: how did this come up? Uh, But, of course, the movie we're talking about, this sad film, is 1980's Breaker Morant.
0: South Africa, 1901. The British crown sent an army to fight by the book against Dutch farmers who fought back. Are they
1: fighting in a battle beyond the stars? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's funny funny because the movie has no
0: music. It's a new war for a new century. (laughs) Lord Kitchener himself recognized
1: the unorthodox nature of this warfare when he formed a special squad to
0: deal with it. They were soldiers trapped between shifting codes of honor.
1: New orders from Kitchener. No prisoners. The gentleman's war is over. It's wrong, mate. You know it is.
0: I just follow orders. Harry Harbord Morant, Lieutenant Bushfeldt Carbineers. They've been quite effective, sir. Very effective. We've just arrested three of them for shooting Boer prisoners and a German missionary.
1: This man killed Captain Hunt. He will be executed immediately.
0: They mutilated him. They mutilated him with knives while he was still alive. They were three men pitted against the army for which they fought.
1: We didn't carry military manuals around with us. We were out on the veldt fighting the Boer the way this he fought This trailer us. is really going to make you Our watch the rule waking, we applied, sir. right? <laughs> yeah. We applied rule 303. We caught them and we shot them on the rule
0: 303. Got him. One man defended them against an empire. Now these orders were
1: issued, sir. And soldiers like myself and these men here have had to carry them out, however damned reluctantly.
0: Breaker Morant, a tale of honor and injustice. From the director of The Getting of Wisdom. If these three Australians have to be sacrificed to help bring about a peace conference, small price to pay. I quite agree, sir. Though I doubt the Australians share our enthusiasm order
1: Breaker (laughs) Morant Battle Beyond the Breaker Morant (laughs) (laughs) That's right Man, they use that music for everything Um, (laughs) Man Money well uh, spent
0: (laughs) 1980s Breaker Morant Brought to you by Fake Freedom Champagne Fake freedom champagne. When you want to trick someone into thinking they've won a court case, you need a bottle or two of (laughs) fake freedom champagne. Come celebrate your fake freedom because next day, the hangover won't be the worst thing that happens to you. (laughs) Uh,
1: That's right. This is directed and co-written by Bruce Beresford, the director of such Academy Award-lauded films as Tender Mercies, Crimes of the Heart, and Driving Miss Daisy. But let's not forget also her alibi. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> <With> Tom Selleck. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I'm, letting, I'm letting Erica know. Uh,
0: but at the time, uh, I've there... never seen her alibi. I don't know. I was in Crimes oh. of the Heart.
1: Oh, you Party. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah.
1: There you go. Um, so. oh,
0: oh, 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 take a page from that old history book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should specify you were in a, the, a play uh, you the know, play production. yeah yes. yeah right. i should not specify film. <laughs> and i should
0: specify all plays don't need to be movies i just gonna <laughs> say that up top
1: <laughs> uh at the time beresford was strictly working though in australia prior to this in fact i think this movie actually brings him attention in the united states and that his next movie is tender mercies
0: well, but that sounds just- like it's not going to be a lighthearted romp either None of those sound like you're plugging into a good time. That's what I'm going to say. None of those sound like they're ending well. Tender Mercy, Crimes of the Heart, Her Alibi. Yeah. Her, <laughs> her alibi, I think, does end
1: pretty well. Yeah, I don't I know. That's a happy that was, ending on that one. That's a, that's I don't a know. comedy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He had directed before this, not as the trailer said, uh, 1977's The Getting of Wisdom. And also, the same year, 1980, he'd also released a movie uh, that he directed called The Club, about an Australian rules football club, which was based on a play of the same name, Erica. (sighs) Speaking of adapting plays, Breaker Morant was adapted from a play of the same name by Kenneth Ross. Though, uh, in uh, listening to uh, Beresford's commentary uh, uh, for this film, he often mentions... like. At least twice that he didn't use much of the play. <laughs> so, hmm. so when he was writing it, he didn't use it. He also said another influence soccer was soccer plays Jordan. are hard. No, uh, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he used he used the he used the play of the of the club. That's what he used to write breaker Moran. Act two. <laughs> There's a lot of offsides. Oh, it's a lot man. of offsides. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I, so many whistle edits. I know what we do in this part of the court martial. We kick a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> this the other influence was George Witten's book that he wrote, "Scapegoats of the Empire," mm. which Beresford then also said was not much of a book, but it did really help him with the research uh, and knowing a few things that happened because mm. he wrote this after he was got out of prison. Um, you
0: can't write a play. Wait, the guy who wrote the play was harsh on the no,
1: book. No, 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 no. The director. The director. The director co-wrote it. So he got, you know, it was originally a play. Easy,
0: Tiger. It's not like this was your Ridge idea. You're taking it from this book and plays. Just, just just, 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 simmer down now.
1: And when that book was released, I guess the government did their best to try to buy every copy because they yeah, thought they tried it to was stifle it. just yeah. full of lies. So Yeah, the British. Yeah, he wrote it when he was back in Britain and he released from prison in Britain. And so the Brits tried to like, Take that book down because it was written. By, yeah, George Whitten was one of the three men up for trial, so he wrote a book about it, and they tried. Oh,
0: that it. George! That George!
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that George! Yeah. Well, he didn't write the play. He wrote a book about the experience.
0: And yeah, because so, he's he's not boring.
1: <laughs> if he had been given a chance, he probably would have tried to write a play. Just a, I mean, yeah. a one-act single-person play. No, like, he would. Not. I don't know. No, oh, that, would, no you're, that would have been a Breaker Morant, if he, if Morant had actually written, if he had Oh, it would have been specific, full of so many it poems. It would have been a long form poem, just delivered by one person in a dark room
0: with one spotlight. And that's a trip because, um, this will shock no one. I'm learning all of this right now. So I was today years old when I was learning all of this about Breaker Morant and this is astonishing. And so <laughs> right. to think yes. that like think George that. went through all that and then wrote a book and then the government tried to buy all the copies yeah, of the book. They
1: tried to keep it down. It wasn't so what upon release they tried to keep it down. It didn't become prominent until As many an years author, later.
0: how does that make you feel? Like I'm a bestseller or no? It's probably confusing when you top the charts, <laughs> then if the government is right. the one just buying <laughs> right. all
1: your books. <laughs> right. It's a bestseller, but no one can get a copy because yeah. they're burning them. Right. Yeah. Shoot. But you are on Her Majesty's bestseller list. Right. So, you are, You Made Oprah's
0: Book bur- You Made Oprah's Book Club, but <laughs> right. like no one can get the a The Queen's copy. Book Club, but they're not too happy with it.
1: <laughs> this stars Edward Woodward, TV's original equalizer. <laughs> yeah. <Yum. laughs> I love the name Edward Woodward. Edward uh, Woodward. It's wonderful. Uh, prior to Edward. this though, Woodward had appeared in The Wicker Man. The 1974 British thriller, The Wicker Man, the original Wicker Man, not the one with Nicolas Cage.
0: This is how I
1: learned there's another Wicker <laughs> Man.
0: This is how I find out. Do be... I break her rant? Holy! I am learning. <laughs> I feel like a newborn baby. Wow, you really are. I am just growing up so much during this episode. I am learning you so really many things. You're learning. Holy um, shit! There's an original Wicker Man. Yeah, there's, go it's, on. It's, I'm it's sorry. A, go the, on. The
1: Nicolas Cage one's a remake. Uh, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> felt so original uh, no. <laughs> Shit, Okay.
1: Woodward was also in the 1974 British thriller *Callan* and the TV series at the time, Futuristic, called 1990 mm. um, Woodward would it work again with Beresford in 1990's Mr. Johnson um, Beresford actually really liked Woodward and, and he thought actually that he even looked a little bit like the real Morant and that's why he mm. wanted to cast
0: him oh, wow. in the role That's how I'm going to get roles, guys. They're going to be like, oh, Erica looks like that dude. So let's cast her.
1: (laughs) 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 This also stars Brian Brown, later of Cocktail and 2FX movies, who had worked with Beresford on the 1978 crime drama Money Movers. In fact, Beresford said that he wrote the part for Brown and had asked him uh, personally to do the role. And on the Blu ray, um, Brown mentions that he was very disappointed with his mustache. <laughs> 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 I know how that feels. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I cannot mm. grow a good mustache. So no. I am Mm-mm. basically the Brian Brown of
0: Los Angeles. Oh my God. If I let it go, guys, I could easily be in Breaker Morant in no time. <laughs> all right. That's all I'm saying. Like, just hold a spot for me when it comes through town and it's a play because um. Baby can play any of the roles.
1: And I would imagine he was disappointed because he was doing a lot of scenes with Charles Bud Tingwell, who plays Lieutenant Denny. He's the one with the big bushy mm-hmm. mustache. He was also in Money Movers, so he was also familiar to Beresford. John Waters, not that John Waters. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, "Woo!" I'm oh. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Though It would have been amazing if John Waters had shown up in this movie. He played uh, Captain Taylor. He was in Ber- Beresford's The Getting of Wisdom. And then Louis Fitzgerald, who plays George Witten, he makes his debut here, gets an introducing credit.
0: He's just he puts a little baby in
1: this. That's right. He, uh, okay. Beresford explained that Fitzgerald was cast because they couldn't find anybody interested in this role. And, well, yikes. And Fitzgerald <laughs> was like, I really want to do this. I really, he found out about it and he was like, I really want to do it. He's like, you know what? You got it because no
0: one else wants this part. But I wonder if it was like, nobody else wants this part who looks like,
1: Right, who looks young? A little sweet baby, like he couldn't get the young, couldn't get the young guys. Were like, eh, they weren't into it, right? Though I had to also say that it sounds much, much better in an Australian accent than the way I just presented it. It sounded very Um, sweet and kind. Did
0: you want me to read it? Or no? Why are you laughing?
1: Um, Nothing. I'm not not laughing.
0: Oh, you're not laughing. Are you crying? (laughs) Are you crying? A
1: little bit, a little bit. I'm crying. Brian Brown may have had a shitty mustache, but that didn't stop him from marrying Rachel Ward, who was that's in right famously mm-hmm. against all odds, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. had maybe one of the coolest theme songs ever. I mean oh, what a, yes, you know, very true, very true. Big hit
0: one. Yeah. Take a look mm-hmm. at me now.
1: Wow. Right? Yeah, so they worked on the thorn
0: birds together. That's where they met. Yep. How have I seen the thorn birds, but not the original, original Wicker Man? I'm pissed <laughs> off at myself. I get it now. I get it. Others looking in. I understand. I feel your pain. This is messed up. It tracks, though, that you've seen
1: the Thorn Birds and missed the Wicker Man. That, that uh-huh. I mean... Mm-hmm. It, well, the original
0: mm-hmm. Wicker Man. I've seen the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man. <laughs> no.
1: That one you saw. You don't miss a Nicolas Cage one. <laughs> I
0: didn't I, miss that, Mark! I,
1: until you brought that up, I didn't even remember there was a Nicolas Cage version of the Wicker Man. I was thinking <laughs> oh, there is. The, only the original one. Nope. I've only seen the Nicolas Cage. <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> So, uh, Lewis Fitzgerald, though, has, he, uh, he's continued to act in Australian films, but recently, talk about a new world connection, he recently appeared in Ron Howard's movie, Thirteen Lives, as well as he's appeared on several episodes of NCIS Sydney. So, still at it, Lewis Fitzgerald.
0: <laughs> wow. And the point of this story is, and the point of this story is...
1: It always goes twice. <laughs> ah. I love it. Sorry, I'm just trying to show a little love to my man Lewis.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Here's where you can
1: watch Breaker Morant. It is a. Oh, is that got, how you say it? Yes. Breaker oh. Morant. Yes. Breaker Morant? No. Breaker Morant. <laughs>
0: oh, all right.
1: <laughs> it's not one word. It's Breaker
0: too- Morant. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Have to say it's so moron. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Was that accent work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes it was. That, that was anti-Erica accent. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch
1: this in a pl- in lots of places. Tubi, Max, Tubi, the Tubi. Criterion Tubi. Channel, Shout TV. Also, we watched it on this Criterion Blu-ray. Shit, it's everywhere. That's right. Where did you watch it, Mark? I watched it on Sling. It was free Ooh. with a couple ads, but still free. There God, go. where were
0: those ads placed?
1: <laughs> it feels In like anywhere would have been unfortunate.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: anywhere, it seems like. Yeah. Oh, no. Bad place.
0: Yeah. Now it's time to talk about what this movie
1: is about. Oh, Mark, let's start with you. What is Breaker Morant about? At the end of their tour of duty, three soldiers get a great deal to stay at an all <laughs> rustic all-inclusive in Australia. But they quickly find out that the price is so low because they have to spend 2 hours every day listening to a salesperson trying to sell them on a timeshare. <laughs> oh, no. Individual timeshares oh, no. if you will.
0: Wink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. Erica, what's mm. this movie
0: about? Ugh, never trust free champagne. It does that not true. mean good odds. a good time yeah. is ahead. It does mm-hmm. not mean yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's fair.
1: Guys, I want to go to military prison. <laughs> you get your own room, you get fed, people give you liquor at night. But Ryan, yeah. there's
0: no Blu-rays. There's no oh, DVDs.
1: No. Well, I then never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go to prison after all. None of it.
0: They don't even measure you for your coffin when your time is up.
1: Ah, boo. you just going to
0: get a one size fits all.
1: Okay. Well, that's no fun. Here's the letterbox synopsis. Oh. We're on. Oh no. We're on oh, letterbox. No. So give us a follow there if you can. During the Boer War, three Australian lieutenants are on trial for shooting Boer prisoners. Though they acted under orders, they are being used as scapegoats by the general staff. Who hopes to distance themselves from the irregular practices of the war.
0: I mean... I mean, it's not the general staff, though. It's like the
1: high high, up there, right? It feels high up, yeah. Yeah. I think they would be offended that they just got categorized as general staff.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Someone's getting a write-up. I I
1: dare dare say so. (laughs) (laughs) The the trial doesn't... (laughs) I
0: wish the movie
1: had more of that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That guy with that big mustache is he Oh my he God. Had, he was, big mustache
0: is glasses. We needed more of those. Oh. I wanted to see him huff and puff and I wanted to see him eat some soup cuz I just felt oh. like both were going to be. Soup. yes.
1: That soup's getting all over that mustache.
0: Everywhere. 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 And that seems to be all they had to eat. Yeah. Right. It pure would, soup. And it would
1: just be a beef barley. That's yeah. all you've oh. got. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Best you yep. could do. And the beef is horse. Anyway,
0: what were you going to say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's continue on. The trial does not progress as smoothly as expected by the general staff as the defense puts up a strong fight in the courtroom. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's true. I mean, that's true.
1: I don't know it. if I'm going to, if I read that and I'd be like, ooh, let's put that on. You know? Well, I don't think if I saw the trailer, if I was going to see another movie and saw that trailer, then I would say, oh, we got to go see that next. Well, that to, be, to be fair, you listened to the trailer. You didn't watch the trailer, which... Ryan, would... <laughs> you don't... I love movies I go to. (laughs) That's right. You close your eyes during the previews. (laughs) I just listen. I don't want any spoilers, but I do want the auditory effect. I'll get the auditory spoiler, but not a Mm -hmm. visual spoiler. I get it. Right. Very visual guy.
0: Your song is like, and take a listen now. (laughs) There's just empty space. It's a trailer and there's visuals, but I will not open my eyes. I will not take a look at you now.
1: Every time Mark watches a trailer before a movie, he just closes his eyes and envisions the trailer for against all odds. Oh, I want to see that movie. While the trailer's going, in my head, I'm just. And that's tears. That's it. That's all that's going through that's, my head. That's all you're doing. That's so, all you're doing. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, that makes it's sense. also what's going through my head during every Zoom call. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, oh, God. That's what he's doing right now. Oh. Uh, so. I haven't looked at you guys once. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Um, so, speaking of this movie, nah. we saw this movie, Mark. <laughs> speaking we, of it, nah. Nah, let's not. Nah. We're done. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> February will continue next week. Uh, Mark, you and I watched this movie when we were kids. What? Yeah. Uh, do you yep. remember it? I remember that we'd seen it. I didn't, and I knew- In school? Some, no, no, no. At home.
0: Our parents for showed fun? us. fun? Yes. You watched this movie as a child for fun? Remember,
1: yeah. we grew up in a pseudo-British home. Where any movie that was (laughs) not pseudo, our dad is from (laughs) Scotland. It's not not like they were putting on airs, right? They're just Anglophiles. I know, but we grew up in like (laughs) we love British people. (laughs) The San the San Diego version of Edinburgh. (laughs) (laughs) My family's my family my family sides from Germany, but I just like British people so much. Let's have tea, everyone. I mean. <laughs> so yes, but any any movie that was a war movie that had to do with the Brits in any way, we ended yeah. up watching. Yeah. I mean, that's how we ended up watching movies like Zulu, Dawn. And sure. Yep. We watched what? literally every single Sean Connery movie in the theater. We wouldn't. Yes. Ne- <laughs> that was a. But that Sean was
0: Connery a- movies are fake. <laughs> this movie is <laughs> real. <laughs> I mean, well,
1: so the, he was in some fictionalized versions of real events. And how oh. dare you say that Outland is not real? It <laughs> is yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. We just haven't lived it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um,. I don't remember watching it, though. I know that I've okay. seen it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, because you
0: blocked it out. This isn't well, a movie for kids. Nobody's like, kids, pop some popcorn.
1: <laughs> well, not well, if you grew up in Mark and I's household. Yes, <laughs> yes, you it watched was. this
0: movie as kids with popcorn? <laughs> no. Oh, you would have, I mean, no, you
1: would no. have also... No, you no, should have We should have popped a bottle
0: of champagne. No, Why not?
1: No. We also <laughs> never had popcorn. So no. That wouldn't have happened anyway. Mm-mm. Oof. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't remember it and you didn't remember it. And Erica, you mm-hmm. had never seen it before this, right? Of
0: course not. And
1: I think part, <laughs> I know. I can't remember. No way. <laughs> so I think a, a slight barrier of entry of this uh, movie is the Boer War, which I just don't know anything about. I remember as a right. kid just being like, I know this is about some conflict, but I don't know what any of that is. And right. so. Can anyone explain to me what the Boer War is?
0: I mean, I have my opinion on what it is, but I don't know if I factually can outline what it is.
1: Hmm. And I think more specifically, this was the second Bora War.
0: It felt it like was. it was yes. just an attack <clears throat> on people who were were trying to just live and have their have their own rights and their own land and and run their own country and sure that was not allowed. So it was a war against them. That's what I took away from my one viewing of this movie as an adult <laughs> and not a child.
1: Sure. Sure. But wasn't it wasn't it really the Dutch that were trying to seek independence? No, the Boers were um mostly Dutch, but also some French farmers. Right. They had all lived the territory of South Africa was split up between the Boers and the Brits. So they had all had claim to it. But the British were trying to, had done twice, had basically tried to take over South Africa and make that a British-ruled territory. This is, believe me, I was trying to put together history clips. I was trying to, like, do this whole thing. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this at all. So, but here's what I pieced together, watching some stuff on the Blu-ray, watching a couple uh, YouTube videos. In fact, I got a lot of this information from a YouTuber called The History Chap. He's a British guy, and he goes through it <laughs> he's, in he's some detail. He's from San Diego. He's yeah. pseudo-British. Yep. History <laughs> Chap. He just loves British people. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Tonight, we're going to talk about oh, the Boer War. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, i <laughs> wish we had committed to that accent for no. this entire episode <laughs> oh my god it would be our least listened to episode ever people would turn it off within an they would ter, they would turn it off earlier than they usually do uh, no but you would it would get andy kaufman-esque you would be really annoyed <laughs> right, right, but then you'd find the Zen. ride this wave i kind mean of <laughs> like what is happening
0: yeah, yeah. And the, then I would speak with a British accent and everyone's ears would just melt off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the This is indeed the second Anglo-Boer War, which is from 1899 to 1902. But uh, yeah, so in between the two Boer Wars, here's what really set it all off. Guess what they discovered in Boer territory? Um, go, gold. gold. Diamonds. diamonds, Gold. Gold. Diamonds yep. were already a part of it, but gold okay. was discovered in uh, Boer territory. And... Of course, British people were like, well, we pay taxes here and we live here, too. We want to be in control of that. So and they weren't the only ones either. They other people as well all wanted in on that sweet, sweet gold, sweet, sweet gold. So that's what really sort of initiated this conflict. And the fact that the British thought we would just take these guys down, we'll, we'll take them out. No problem. But it turned out that the Boers had the advantage because they knew the territory. They didn't need right. shoot, uh, food shipped into them. They didn't need, you know, they needed horses and food. and Everything had to be shipped over into South Africa. And they brought in Australians because Australians were such good shots because they were hunters, because they <laughs> were often shooting. So they were they were often brought in because of their ability to shoot from far distances. Comes in handy in this movie. Um, and so that's why and they brought it in, I think like 16,000 Australian troops or something that joined the British forces. Wow. And uh, as we see in the movie, some people in Australia were into like the British empire and were like, we're big fans of English people. <laughs> 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 and other people didn't really give a shit, but we're already living in Australia, like Morant himself. So that's sort of what it is go check out more if you're interested in the Bora war i am certainly no historian and no expert on it but that's uh, my summation of it also if you try to read the wikipedia page about this incident oh, which i good did luck me too i try i started I, there and i was like nope it was uh, there's so many names and so many different then this person talked to this person but then this person said that they saw that this person did the other thing and that person talked to with another person i was like wow we need yeah. like a we need a whole diagram of who all these people are and how they relate to each other because it's 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 a bit of a confusing it is a uh, lot of retelling details. of the history. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm really dumb. So that <laughs> doesn't help at all because I'm sure someone else could read it and be like, I don't see the problem here. This is no, I mean, I, and this is obviously not just not history that we grew up learning because this was not an American conflict. It was, you know, not something our dad even really chatted much to us about it. So, I mean, maybe he did at the time we watched this movie. I don't remember, but because I don't remember this movie all that much. But nope, but it does get right into it. I have to say this movie, it does dives right in to the action because mm-hmm. the whole movie is basically uh, jumping back and forth through the trial, the court martial. And then flashing back to what happened. So it sort of jumps back and forth throughout the whole movie. But this one jumps right into the trial. And we meet our three guys, which we already went over. um, Mm -hmm. And then they meet their lawyer. Yep. And the lawyer is uh, Major Thomas. He is played by Jack Thompson. And he's another Beresford actor who also appeared as the football coach in Beresford's movie The Club, which appeared... Later that year. Uh, My wife was quick to point out that he was also in The Man from Snowy River. And she was really, really happy to to discover that. Not that she watched this movie, by the way. She walked in, saw him in a scene, and goes, okay. what is he from? And then did a quick deep dive and was like, Man okay. from Snowy River, that's right. And walked away. Yes. So he does that pretty much after this, as well mm. as a fee. He starts doing more international movies around that time. Um Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, and briefly shows up in Short Circuit. <laughs> she also pointed that out. I forgot because yeah. he was in Short Circuit too. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I, yeah. And incidentally, I don't remember that either. I did mean Short Johnny Circuit Five two, is but... alive. <laughs> seen I that don't...
0: one, Guys, <laughs> seen that one? Seen that one?
1: My wife prefers Short Circuit Two over Short Circuit One. Oh, just I'm just gonna let that let the listeners sit mm-hmm. on that for a minute. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Well, is that a nearly new world or? No. Not even with the connection of this guy? This, no. Oh, all right. He's
1: not in short circuit too. All right. I'm
0: not on trial here. Put your champagne away. Okay. Calm down.
1: By the way, uh, Thompson was, I read a quote about him. He was referred to as the Paul Newman of Australia. What? Hmm. Likely. Why? He makes dressing? He likes to make his own Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. That's what (laughs) my assumption was. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and dog treats <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah So
1: he likes is the that deal. all it takes because huh, maybe i should it. start making oh also you gotta be a weekend oh, oh i guess to be, oh, you have to be gotta be a hunk and, gotta, gotta, know, be so. gotta be yeah you gotta be good looking i guess <laughs> um we don't get much of his backstory but we he does get a nice arc in the movie Mm -hmm. Because we sort of see him sort of stumbling around. Like, we don't know what's going on with him particularly at that time. Right. But he's trying to, like, figure out how to defend these guys. He he barely knows anything as we hear how he first meets his uh, clients.
0: They gave you the report on the preliminary inquiry? Yesterday. Yesterday. But the trial starts tomorrow. Yeah, we thought you were going to miss it. Well, you don't know anything about us. Only what's in the preliminary report, and that gentleman—it's not very flattering. As a matter of interest, how many courts martial have you done?
1: <laughs>
0: None. None. Jesus, they're playing with a double-headed penny, aren't they? Would you rather conduct your own defence? But you have handled a lot of court cases back home, sir. No. As a country town solicitor, I handled land conveyancing and wills. Wills might come in handy.
1: Now that's a good trailer. <laughs> yeah, you like that, huh? Yeah, I like that. Interesting that he hand, handles two different sides of law, which is yes. family trusts, but also property law. So right. interesting. And I court guess, marshals. He's <laughs> really court, run he really the table. Do it all. He's doing it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Glad he got that general law education, <laughs> um, but he uh, then once he gets in the courtroom, like you, he still sees that he's kind of having a difficult time. He's trying to figure out what to do. He doesn't know trying, exactly to what to do. Exactly. trying to fumble through papers and trying to get the story.
0: This court martial is by order of. I like to so ask a adjournment, sir. The we only just arrived. Yes, sir. I only just arrived in Petersburg yesterday. Doesn't give me much time to prepare a defence. The uh, prosecution's had six weeks. The prosecution has witnesses who have travelled more than 60 miles for this hearing. Do you expect us to keep them waiting around a taxpayer's. Might I a right question, Major? Uh, Thomas. This court martial is convened by order of... Yes, Major Thomas. This court martial is unconstitutional, sir. Um, uh, the, the, uh,
1: <clears throat> the three defendants uh, are Australian subjects and as the country is now an
0: independent Commonwealth, they can only be tried by the Australian Army. The defendants major were serving in the Bushveld Carboneers a unit under British command.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Take that. In his place. Got him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> got him
1: but as the court proceedings go on we see that that major thomas starts to get his confidence he starts really getting going and he takes down a couple different defendants including this one where he really gets going did you order the code right? you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth
0: you can't handle the truth Just yeah, I remember that that part. That's
1: powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. He really got his confidence. That's when I
0: was like, "Ooh, chills."
1: Ooh. (laughs) When you you gain confidence as a trial lawyer, Mm. you also shed whatever native accent. you Right, your accent kind of goes away. It goes Mm -hmm. away. You get angry, right, and you become part of the court. Your accent flattens to Mm -hmm. a more American-sounding accent Mm -hmm. as you just get into the law, as do. (laughs) the the people you're questioning they (laughs) they also they also lose around it's like we all just sort of lose accents you know it's yeah the intensity of the law it's what makes you a good lawyer yeah when you can do that when you can (laughs) you can jump from accent accent. (laughs) erica you should be a lawyer
0: oh thanks i don't know i think i'm like Too cute to be a lawyer. You know
1: what I mean? I don't know. Are you the Paul Newman of Australia? Yeah.
0: Do you make your, wait,
1: do you make your own thousand? I'm I'm the the
0: Paul Newman (laughs) of North Hollywood. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) Um. So the trial sort of goes back and forth, but what I think really split, what splits this up, because Erica was even wondering at some point when we were watching this, she was like, is there any action to this? Does this all take place in the courtroom?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he was getting a little bored
1: because <laughs> she was like, "I thought this was Feb
0: War. Yeah, February. where's the war? Where's the war? Not
1: every war movies have a lot of action. Some of them are just we're, very oh, long, Well, I we're, wish
0: that would have been presented when we're really we were learning. talking about what months we were going to do. and Wouldn't have supported this so strongly. We are. Hey, are you? you telling me, Corporal Mark? <laughs> that when you presented February, you withheld information about what the war movies would be about. Hey, we've well, at least we've at
1: least gone away from war reporting. Right? So oh. I was about to say I don't think I did suitable enough research with my selections <laughs> because we got two about war reporting and one about a war court case. Not one <laughs> yet really- about. The action of war. <laughs> well, we get into a scene of war because yes. the Boers do attack mm-hmm. the military compound where they mm-hmm. are having the court-martial, which is interesting because then it is something that really truly happened. And they did, Morant and the other men, they did have to fight and help protect the compound. And what's really interesting, a scene before before this, very early on when Major Thomas shows up, he goes and has dinner with some of the other the upper brass Right. And they're right. entertaining these two Dutch women. And they have this Dutch guy come in and sing a
0: song. And I'm wondering
1: if you guys noticed this song is a Dutch song, which is called Seree Mare, which is actually a protest song of the boys that he sings in front of them. And if you notice, one of the women, the Dutch woman that's there, is trying to flirt and mess yep. around with one of the guards. And that same guy who came in to sing the song in front of the British military, he is the guy who is fighting amongst those Boers that fight the compound. So they basically came in, sang a song of revolution, because you, you really, if you rewatch the scene, mm. he sings it and looks, he, as soon as he walks in the room and they say, oh, we have a Dutch gentleman who's going to sing for us. And he looks right at her and she just looks down at her at the table. So Completely missed that. So, yeah, the it. whole song was, was a, it's a song of revolution, and it happens right in front of the military. In the meantime,
0: this refined-looking fellow is an ex-opponent of ours who is wisely signed the non-competence pledge. They say he has a fine voice, only speaks Dutch, though. So, Mr. Baxter and the ladies, we have to tell us what it's all about.
1: Not, not that we're on final questions, but since you brought up the singer, the question I had is, do you think after he finished that song that he took requests? Hmm. Hmm.
0: After that he was like, take a look at me now. <laughs> there's just an empty space. He got real into it. He did like torch song style. <laughs> <laughs> got real into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How in
0: the hell is here's a final question. How in the hell is this a new world movie? What? It's too much. It's too much. They did Night Patrol and then this. <laughs> That's what you said
1: before. Night Patrol is 1984? Okay, they did this, night, and but... 80. this and then, is... then Night Patrol? <clears throat> yes. yes. Come yeah, on. Yeah, they did this and they're like, ah, oh, screw it, let's do Night Patrol. I mean, yeah. it, it is an interesting chasm that... That uh, new World pictures well, created. Well, we'll get to that a little bit later, everybody. I That's feel a tricked. Tease.
0: I feel tricked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would like uh, that was excellent. Could you uh, do? You happen to know any Phil Collins? <laughs> <laughs> if Phil uh, Collins was around in 1901, <laughs> but you know,
0: right? He right. was. He was. Ah. He's immortal.
1: But, you, Erica, you brought up really quickly, though, speaking about the, the difference between this and Night Patrol, that this one is. <laughs> There's 100... a subtle, just subtle differences. <laughs> a couple differences. Not too, not too big, This but... one is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, according to the critic yeah. score. And if you look at the mm-hmm. audience score, it's 91%. Yeah. I did Wait, curs-
0: Night,
1: Patrol? <laughs> no, about Night not Patrol? Night Patrol. Right? <laughs> oh, I did a cursory okay. search of some of the other movies that we have talked about. Some of the oh, ones that we've liked, oh, just okay. to see how this compares. And oh, no. <laughs> I don't this, feel good about this. This is the highest rated of any movie that we have wow. talked about on this podcast. Even St. So Jack? Here's a, here's just a little quick selection. Oh, okay. And okay. I looked up St. Jack.
0: Saint I don't Jack mean to is... interrupt, but you said that we liked. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you mean the royal we, like you and British Ryan? <laughs> or do you, am I included Pseudo British Ryan. I didn't, I didn't grow up British, so I don't. No, what I'm saying is...
1: I I, I so British, as Mark said. So British. Some of the other movies that we've talked about that we have liked to compare it. So, for example, you brought up St. Jack. St. Jack is 72% critics rating. That's
0: bullshit! You're a liar! You're a liar! You're a liar! You're a liar! (laughs) You're a liar! (laughs) 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 liar. (laughs) Take your seats.
1: (laughs) Heathers, 94% critics rating. 83% audience rating. Wow. One other quick one. Creep Show 2. Don't. My heart can't take it. Nope. 29% oh. critics rating, 41% oh. creep show. Guess
0: what? You're all wrong and you're all going to jail. The only <laughs> movie. Creep Show 2 that low. The only movie Social that jail. we
1: talked about that came close to this one. Wow. With a 100% critics rating and an 83% audience rating. So, not quite as good. But close is Cockfighter. Wow. I quit tonight. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is my last night on this podcast because it's, I can't handle the truth. I can't handle it. It's I almost, can't handle the truth. It's almost
1: as if these uh, Rotten Tomato scores are complete bullshit and don't, <laughs> and don't fucking mean anything. No, it, I agree with you there. I just thought Yeah. When I saw that was one hundred percent, I was like, wait, is there any other movie that we've talked about that wasn't hundred percent? And it's I mean in my heart, fighter. yes.
0: Cock Cock fighter, fighter? Hmm. Yes. for sake. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh,
1: a lot of people like Cockfighter, uh, evidently. People like Breaking Rant, like
0: Cockfighter, and for those people, <laughs> this also hate is not a Terrible
1: movie, though. <laughs> you are like making talking about it like it is a crap. First of all, you liked Night Patrol, so to bring up your example, yes, you did. enjoyed Night Patrol. It now did. you're like, wait, they put up
0: Night Patrol, now they're putting up Breaking Rant. What That's, the heck? No, you I mean liked. That, Night I Patrol. did like Night Patrol. I mean that like. For me, I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Like 18 again and Heathers and Night Patrol and Prince Like, what's great?
1: It's
0: like, whoa. whoa. Well, we
1: are we're not watching these in order for what right. this, right. this was released years before. Now, for context though, it is being released the same year as something like Battle Beyond the Stars. So it is sort of an odd the the slate is definitely vast. Yes. For every cover girl there's going to be a whispers and cries. You just know that there's a yin to the yang every time. And that has a lot whispers and cries has a lot to do with why this is was part of New World Slate. That's I mean sort I mean the idea of it, not the movie itself. <laughs> Erica is just Erica. beside just, herself. She's uh, she's uh, removed uh, herself from the oh podcast. Yeah. only she could have watched Whispers and Cries thinking of Against All Odds the entire time. I
0: should have. <laughs> if
1: only. Whoa. If only she had done. I
0: was shocked to just make you turn around. Turn around and see me cry. Let's get into things we loved and things we hated.
1: Let's talk about the things we love and the things we hated about Breaker Morant. Mark, what is something you love? Um, I loved that this movie has essentially no music, which I think really adds to the drama of the movie. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel... The dramatic scenes, I think, and this movie is nothing but dramatic scenes, would have, certainly with age, may have suffered if the soundtrack wasn't good. And mm, the fact mm. that they don't have a soundtrack, in fact, they only cut to scenes of a band that's playing like in the, the Town military square. Band. yeah, The mm-hmm. military band. And I think that's just a way to break up like some of the drama and kind of give it a little bit of a, a, a light moment or a little musical moment. But I liked that they did that, that that was the little musical interludes you would get. But during all the dramatic scenes, the scenes when... Morant is writing his poems. All of these things, which would typically have a set, of like a score under it, right, right. They don't right. have any of that, and I well, really, the ending, really the last, the it. final monologue from Major Thomas, which is excellent. Yeah, no music behind it. That would absolutely be a moment where you would have music. It, and absolutely, and I, I really liked it. I thought it made it more effective to not have any music. I agree. Erica, what's the <laughs> <laughs> Erica Erica, welcome back. Um <laughs> uh, what did you love about Breaker Moran?
0: I guess that it just started in a timely manner and ended in a timely manner.
1: <laughs> it is not that bad of a movie. If you didn't <laughs> no. I understand you didn't love it, but Not
0: all plays need to be movies.
1: But it's barely the play. They changed a lot of the movie. It is not the p-
0: I don't know. Then why did I see so much blocking? (laughs) So many acts. (laughs)
1: Okay. So many monologues. Let's frame this up correctly, though. If you had to, watch Breaker Morant or A Little Night Music. Which mm. one are you going to choose?
0: Uh, little Night Music, 100% uh, of the time. Wow. Love takes wow. Time. Wow. It's a musical, Mark. Uh, it's going to draw me in. It's too it's much, musical. It's, it's you longer, than, paired, this. It's you longer than this. You should have paired one. that with something else. <laughs> now, which one of these am I watching? Cries and Whispers are this? Eek. Probably this. So, you know. Sure, sure. But right, what's something
1: you loved? I I love the script. Uh, this is some incredible lines in it. Lots of incredible lines, including one that Eric and I cannot stop quoting, which is...
0: You're a liar! <laughs> well, oh. <laughs>
1: there's that. <laughs> well, there is a quote that Erica always wants, which is this clip. I've seen it. <laughs> yes! Which is what Erica tells me anytime I bring up a movie that she's already watched. Yep, I've seen she'll it. She'll say, I've seen it. I've seen it. So, it. When, he, so when he said that... <laughs> She lost her mind.
0: <laughs> yep, that's true. I did. I did. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's but true. there's a quote that Brian Brown says in the movie, which he says he's talking about some of the women that he had affairs with. Oop. and he says uh well they say a slice off a of cut loaf never missed erica was like what <laughs> <laughs> no Norm- I think you were saying what because we had to rewind it because it's hard to understand but it- no but also- I understood
0: it I was just like
1: damn, damn. Wow. <laughs> like it that has- is a deep cut <laughs> a-, a slice off a of cut loaf never missed I Dang. that is just I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Bruce Beresford is not just a good director but He's a great writer and he always had a hand in his scripts and always worked very hard to work on the scripts for his movies. And and the script of this is just terrific. It is filled yep. with some great stuff. He he even mentions in the commentary that last monologue that Major Thomas does in the courtroom, everybody thought would oh, that must be from the play. And he said, It is not from the play. <gasps> he wrote it, and it is not at all from the
0: play. And the player was like, oh. Like, don't tell everyone that no, you don't never come bitch. to see my play now it's so hard to sell tickets you they were contacting Samuel French to try to get the rights oh, to put it up fudge. in their high school you son of a bitch you're a fucking cut loaf <laughs> sliced loaf <laughs>
1: but that's what I loved it's a great script um, great exchanges and a lot of <laughs> That I love, it. <laughs> yeah. A, license,
0: a lot of slices off a cut loaf in our midst. <laughs>
1: but anyway, let's switch to things we hated. Mark, what is something you hated? Honestly, I don't have. I, it's hard to find something that I hated in this movie. Uh, I, I really, really. Here we really go. That's perfect. 100 score. I, 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 I was into it from start uh-huh. to finish. I liked. Sorry, it's not things we liked, but I liked that <laughs> it just it starts and you're already into it, and you're like, yeah. oh. I know. There's I already not said a that, bunch Mark. Of preamble.
0: <laughs> yeah, Court. Uh, excuse I like, me, uh, stenographer, Can you please bring up that I already brought that up? So, um uh, I like that it ended timely. He's late. not introducing any new facts to this. I already said that.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, objection.
0: He's not introducing any new facts. Yes. Uh, objection. This isn't things we loved. It's things we hated.
1: <laughs> so when the Boers attack the prison and they get into the battle. Yeah. I think the only thing that I hated was I, we didn't get to learn. Well, how did you reinforce this prison and keep three people in there when they obviously shot the shit out of it? They used dynamite to blow up half of it. How did they not escape? I would yeah. think. They chose like, not you to just...
0: escape.
1: Yeah, they chose, they did.
0: Your honor. <laughs> he's just retelling what we already know
1: I mean, I just, I mean it's our, a we minor- saw that
0: they were offered a chance Breaker Morant was offered a chance to escape and he just passed on it he passed mm-hmm. He's a fucking gentleman. He's a poet, a scholar. I get it. He,
1: if, he, if he wouldn't have been able to get far before they would have arrested him again, and I yeah, I get all that, hell yeah. But, yeah. yeah, that lord would yeah. have been
0: up his ass so far.
1: My God, he would also have to get a. They let all the horses go right away as they ran right. through the the camp. So well, let there's no uh, way to get a horse. Let the court know that I don't have anything I hated in this movie. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, I can submit no evidence <sighs> to things I hated. Erica, what is something you
0: hated? Something I hated is that all plays don't need to be movies. And I feel like I was tricked into watching this by New World Pictures and this podcast, and specifically Mark and Ryan. And I was led to believe this was going to be a movie about war and not a documentary about facts. So while I enjoyed watching this movie, I hated it. I hated learning. I hated learning new things. right, Right. I hated finding out during this episode that there's an original Wicker Man that took place before the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man.
1: Oh, you were like, "What an original story!" Nicolas Cage is in.
0: Yeah, and now, oh, reality's broken. So just you know,
1: after this, you can pop on Night Patrol and get back Thank into your you. comfort zone.
0: Oh my god, that's where I belong.
1: <laughs> Why didn't they dub over some of these scenes with people in accents? Yeah,
0: it's funny.
1: Yeah, that's or that's speed it up
0: and make it fast. Like you know? a Betty Hill
1: episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah,
1: they should have done that. Imagine the mm. Rotten tomato scores then. Yeah, just imagine. Um, someone I'm hate it. I, I think only the only criticism I can levy is again, just from even just from the first time we saw it when we were kids. It's just Your Honor, the, they clearly saw this when they were kids and now they're watching it again as adults. And
0: I've only seen it as an adult. So it's just Do this you have irrelevant. an objection?
1: Is there an actual objection? <laughs> in that, no, ma'am? the
0: d- defense rests. I'd <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> um, <wrong. laughs> <laughs>
1: to hear some actual objection from you. All rump. Um it's just it's just the Boer war situation is a little dense they had of course he was told to put that front card up which sort of explains a little bit of the war Mm -hmm. to to start but it and and look there's no way to explain it that makes sense when you are coming at it cold as an American audience would that said it speaks to how good the movie is that it's as compelling as it is without you really understanding the intricacies of the war Right. right in trying to learn more about the war and then watching the movie several times for this episode it was like I was picking up more and more of it because also, it's very subtle and it's very, like, in the fact that the timeline goes back and forth and back and forth, you're kind of picking up things as you go, but you have to pay attention. As Eric has told me... Your you Honor, were watching, he's you, talking
0: about the Boer War, but I am bored listening to this. <laughs> can, is there anything you can do, Your Honor? I mean, has he said anything he hated? It sounds like he's saying things he loved and we're in things we hated, Your Honor.
1: Your <laughs> <laughs> okay, got to the point, huh? um so uh, <laughs> he's like half drunk so yeah so i mean i just think that that, that part of it is a little hard because it's it, it I, you're a little lost i think a little bit at times because you don't understand what's happening your but, honor
0: but, but i was never lost i just want to say that i was fully found
1: at, at certain <laughs> all, terms, all you've got to know in this movie is there's
0: a lot of shit going down that you don't know about
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. True. so that that's lesson right. comes up again that's and right. again
0: that's right and it's a uh, tough subject matter in hindsight for <laughs> a commercial film. It was a very tough subject matter to be a commercial <laughs> film in hindsight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, were mm-hmm. people flocking to the cinema to see this? I don't know.
1: In Australia, definitely. And we'll get oh, to bet. how it yeah. went fared in the US. Um, uh, favorite scene. Mark, what was your favorite scene? I really liked the scene in which uh, their... Uh, sentence is delivered. It's done mm-hmm. with... I mean, you get to really see the character of all three. I mean, I know like the third one that you don't see his sentence being delivered. Sure, but You get sure. to see the expression on his face after the, the sentence is delivered to him. When he, yeah. And each one of them, they have a very distinct way of taking that news
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is very much in character with what you've seen the entire movie. And I think... You know, having Breaker Morant get his sentence and still doing a salute, still like, I'm still a military person at heart. I'm going to take this with as much honor as a military person should take this kind of sentence. I just found it incredibly impactful the way Mm -hmm. that they they took their time, broke it up into three different sentences. So you could really understand how these characters are going to handle this really uh, incredibly dire news. Yeah. Even Erica looked over at me with mouth agape, like "What is going to happen?" And I don't think you even knew at that point in time that this was actually based on real
0: events. No, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) And no one, Your Honor, bothered to tell me throughout my viewing that it was based. The information about the Borås War. So do a lot of things. So does fucking Jurassic Park, probably. But that. It, it, doesn't. it doesn't. It, of doesn't. it doesn't. So, Star Wars. What am I led to believe that that all took there place? There you go. I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> it just hasn't yet, but it yeah, will. It hasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just like um, Outland.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Well, uh, Erica, what was your favorite scene?
0: Um, My favorite scene was probably when they were all just hanging out, having boys time, drinking their jug moonshine, and then some champagne came in. Yeah, sure. I mean, later, it's probably not a great favorite scene to have, but, you know, for a moment. I like that scene because it gives you a little bit of hope. And you have kind of hope for them throughout if you're watching it as a naive little babe like I was who didn't know how it was going to end. Sure. Who hadn't seen it as a child, so... (laughs) Um, I was like, oh, maybe it's gonna, you know, work out for them. But during that, that's when Morant is also offered the chance to escape. Yes. By someone mm-hmm. else. And he's like, hey, I'll have this horse ready for you. And like, that's, that's my I favorite think, scene. You know, you even know that he's not gonna do that. He's not like, he's well, not gonna like run away from it. He's yeah. just that's not him. That's not his style. Well, like
1: living on the run and being, yeah. in what he he's was saying, send it. to the Portuguese territory and you can get out and you'll get a horse and you can mm-hmm. go like live. And he was like, Mm-mm. no, I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah, He's not going to do it.
1: That's, that's my favorite scene because yeah. I love what that said about him, about the character Morant in that. And that's when we get this incredible line where he says, you can see the world. And he says,
0: I've seen it. I've seen it. God, I love that. Just put it on my, you know, That's on my business card. I've seen it.
1: You're not your tombstone. No. On your business card.
0: Tombstone's too late. I need it now. Yeah. I need to set the tone. I've seen it. Now.
1: (laughs) Erica, co-host of the New World Pictures podcast.
0: I've seen it. I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it. Unless it's a New World movie, then I've not seen it. This is my first viewing. First viewing. That's what the other side of the business card says. First viewing? (laughs) Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Let's get into some very quick final questions. Entertainment back then seems limited to military bands, soldiers reciting poems, and members of the opposition singing songs. Would you go a little crazy with that?
0: Well, don't forget um, sexual escapades in a tin tin room, tin little sh- shanty.
1: Mm, yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's was that it an outhouse? Movie? There was like a guard, that that was. a guard post. It's a guard post. Guard I think. post? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. something.
1: He's supposed to be out there looking
0: mm-hmm.
1: guarding, I think.
0: Yeah, why wasn't the guy that guy on trial? He did a terrible job as a watchman. No shit. Yeah, I Except
1: think for trial. That when you watch a movie like this and see how they were and entertaining themselves. It makes you really appreciate that we have Spotify today.
0: <laughs> it really makes you appreciate 2 b 2 b Yes,
1: yes. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it they're does. like, oh, they had nothing going on. They would have been their minds would have been blown with 2 b 2 b Are you kidding? Mm.
0: And I don't know, Spotify. not if they would have, not if they would have had to watch this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <God>. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Wait a minute." I've gotta watch a fictionalized version of my own trial. Right. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. And then they send the ending, they're like, oh
0: no. That's Shit. what happened? <laughs> oh no. I've seen it.
1: <laughs> um, what's your personal rule 303? You know, you live by a, a code, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my code is um If you pull the top sheet up and it's not tucked into the end of the bed, when I wake up and realize that at two in the morning, I am going to be pissed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh, that's a Yikes. hard rule for me. That's like yeah. Erica ah. with her pillows. Yeah, uh, I was just yeah. going to say. When my foot yeah. can slide all the way and I can feel the top sheet on the top of my ankles, I'm like, no, 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 no. no I hate no, I hate that too. But no. guess what? I had to deal with no. it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because somebody, well, so hates, the somebody <laughs> hates the sheet. Somebody hates the sheet. Somebody kicks it off on yeah. her <laughs> side. Sheets are dumb. So that the sheet gets loose on my side. Mm-hmm. But I need a tight sheet. Mm-hmm. I can't tell yeah. you how many times I get up and tuck that thing Cause, back cause in. Our dad... Ew,
0: you get up and tuck it oh, back in. Oh, I get in, in yeah. and I tuck yeah. it back in. Who has yeah. the time?
1: Because our, daddy liked to, our dad like to. It also helps if you sleep like shit all the time anyway. Oh, okay. So you're already up anyhow. So he's yeah. <laughs> like, well, while I'm up. I'll Just tuck awake, in the sheet. waiting
0: for the sheet to get untucked. <laughs> right. Just down there watching it. <laughs> I'm, I at it... The end,
1: I'm at the end of the bed, like. Had, it. It's about to pull out. <laughs> Waiting for it to happen. Our dad would like to come in and do faux British military sheet tucking.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> you belly. could bounce a quarter off how tight the sheets were tucked on us. And we were yeah, that's actually very true. <laughs> we were very effectively true. swaddled yeah. until our
0: we're, teen we're years. F- <laughs> <laughs> so we moved out. So we went to college. But <laughs> Even now, though, it sounds like you have a swaddle on It's just a self-swaddle.
1: Yeah, it's a self-swaddle.
0: Yeah, my 303, I guess, is my pillow, then. Don't touch it. <laughs> touch it and, yeah, touch it and die. Yeah, touch it and die, basically. Okay. Or just touch it and then just please wash the pillowcase, because you touched it. <laughs> Ryan, what is yours? <laughs> What's yours? What's mine? Oh, Return the uh, DVDs back to their appropriate case. That's <laughs> yeah. one. Oh, Trust that's me. a big one. Trust me, that's yeah. one of them. Uh, the yep.
1: movies are organized alphabetically. Okay, so let's no, and back. then
0: it's alphabetically, and then there's genres. Come on, he's yeah. being honest. Well, yes, yes, there are
1: some. Yeah, there are some fun separate genre areas, of course. Yeah, when when it comes to albums, it's alphabetical, and then by release date. Okay. Yes. Yeah, earliest to. Uh, to, to yeah. Ooh, I no. have definitely to violated write, that in a return latest. situation. Oh, <laughs> you have mangled the, the record selection.
0: <laughs> I put them back on the shelf, though.
1: But you put them back, and it's true. That's okay. Well,
0: I'm halfway yeah. Yeah. there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Siskel and Niebert did have they had their opinions on this movie.
0: And... Oh, goody. Breaking and yeah.
1: Moran is an intelligent film, cleanly edited, well photographed, and acted with attention.
0: I think you can probably see, especially in that second scene. But there's a drawback to Breaker Morant, and that is that the form of this film is traditional and I thought very predictable. It's a standard military court-martial
1: drama. Somehow I felt like I'd seen it before and done better in movies like Stanley Kubrick's Paths of Glory, Joseph Losey's King and Country. So Breaker Morant is a good movie, but it's not in the
0: same league with those movies, and I can't quite recommend it. I'm sorry, he said the past was predictable? Okay, joke's on you, Ebert. This was a real story. Okay. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Jokes on you! Eat. Okay, okay, good. I I always thought you were gonna race to his uh, to his side. I did want to point out he brought up Joseph a Joseph Losey movie, who yep, is the director did. of Steaming. <laughs> So just, just wanted just to caution you. Just I'm not
0: not on his side. I'm just saying saying that it's predictable ending. Right, okay, right. yeah.
1: It's like so uh,
0: it's Titanic, honey. Thought we were okay. gonna do
1: something. I knew exactly how JFK was gonna end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's that's G, that's Roger Ebert. Here's Siskel's response. Oh, so Gene let's, Siskel, come on, help me out here, buddy. Nine Mark's favorite, quite recommended. Well, I can. I think the film mm. is not standard at all. I thought that it did something special. I've seen a lot of uh, films set in courtrooms Mm -hmm. where the whole thing is about the gimmicks and the tricks of
0: courtroom work, the legal profession. Mm -hmm. This film, I thought, stayed on the subject of ideas. The whole idea of military men being accused in a wartime situation Mm -hmm. of following their orders
1: of their leaders too explicitly, Mm -hmm. and then the top guys, to get off the hook later, Stick it to the to the underlings. So, and I thought that was a fascinating idea. I don't think it's the greatest film in the world, but I think it's a lot better than you're giving it credit. Okay. I guess I'm a Siskel. You are a Siskel. We know this. We know this. <laughs> we know
0: this about you. That's not predictable. That's just <laughs> history. We know this. <laughs> Erica, which
1: one would you side
0: with? Ebe. I mean, Ebe. Ebe? For okay. sure, he Ebe. Would,
1: okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with Siskel on this
0: one. Eve, other than I'm saying it's predictable, because it's like, I mean, it wasn't predictable for me. I've never seen it. And he tried to be like, I've seen it. And I was like, as a kid or as an adult, like, you right? clarify, because there's a difference. And some people have seen both. Um, But I didn't think it was predictable, because I watched it as a nubile <laughs> young yes. viewer. And I mm-hmm. was shocked at the ending, mm-hmm. because I knew nothing. So
1: Which all really happened, from down from them holding hands out to the chairs, to the...
0: That was real too. Mm-hmm. Not
1: not um, want, wanting to wear the um not wanting to uh, wear the uh, the blindfolds. The blindfold to saying that they were both pagans. Yep. And the the quote that's on the yep. tombstone is, is is it was indeed what he chose. And uh the the thing he tells the men said uh, shoot straight and all that. But don't make so a mess weird. of it. Don't make a mess of it. That's a quote. That
0: was badass.
1: As yeah. as far as final words right? go, like, don't
0: make a mess of it. Like, yeah,
1: that wow. was that was wow. something. Yeah. Way to
0: get in the head of the people who were about to just like, kill you. That's yeah. your final thought, not like you know.
1: Which this again, is on you spoke to him in that whole final scene <laughs> yeah, when they were like, great. "I can get you out of this." He could have gotten out. I mean, I
0: he don't did. know if that's
1: a drama. If that's just an invention or if that mm-hmm. happened, but like the fact that he was like, "Nope, I've I've lived a life." I've seen it. I I I dug it. I I liked it a lot. I'm with Siskel on this one. All right, get into some research here real quick. This was shot by Donald uh, Micklepine, who also filmed the Harrison Ford Jack Ryan movies, no Predator, kidding. and also career opportunities amongst ah, many many other movies. Wow. Yeah. Then he went from so a lot of people went from this movie and found success in the States from the cast to the crew and everyone else. It's released in March, 1980 in Australia around May-ish of that year, around when they had con it played at con. And that is where Jack Thompson, who played the lawyer, he won an award for, um, best lawyer, best supporting actor, best lawyer in a movie. <laughs> they best get very new. Yeah. They make up their own. They're like the worldies. They just make up their own. But squirrels. to be fair, Eye of the Eagle was also shown at Con. Yeah, so, that's right. I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> Yes, he won Best Supporting Actor. Um, Con is, I believe, where New World first comes across this movie. And uh, in the Sydney Maureen Herald in May 24th, 1980, they have a story that says, Brecker Morant sold to U.S., Sold to New World Pictures, Roger Corman, and also the other company that releases this as well in the U.S. and Canada is Quartet Films Incorporated. Now, who are Quartet Films Incorporated? I don't really know. They don't have a whole long list of films that they released, but apparently, according to this article, it says both companies are regarded as leaders in the release of international movies in the U.S. and Canada. Okay. All right. (laughs) Take your word for it on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Well... Okay, (laughs) it's also not the only film that Corman got from this particular con film festival. In fact, he had announced in a Newsday article I found in August 1980. Not only was he releasing Breaker Morant, but also My Uncle from America, or as it is released by New World Pictures, My American Uncle. (laughs) Also, it says Corman has bids on Fellini's newest City of Women and Truffaut's Last Metro. Which turns out he didn't release. So clearly his mm. bids were a little low. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. nearly New Worlds. Yep. Uh, Don't so worry, we go. got
0: Last Plane out, Mia Moors. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get Last Metro 2. It's too much.
1: It does too get much. released in the US and guess who loves it? John Travolta. What? <laughs> yeah, John Travolta came out and this got in so many articles that I found where he says, quote, that movie showed that someone really cared.
0: <laughs> Wait, was he actually like, that movie showed that, uh... <laughs> that movie showed that someone really cared. With a budget
1: of two million, it is unbelievable. I was inspired by it. To put a bluntly, I've been devastated by Break of rant. I started to go into Christopher Walken. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he loved it um there's also a critic at the cincinnati inquirer Uh-oh. who loved it too oh boy yeah he said breaker morant deserves all the praise it has been getting yeah but he also called it breaker, Mo- Bre- breaker morant
0: <laughs> breaker morant <laughs> or i like morant. that breaker morant i like that breaker morant <laughs> I like that breaker more. That deserves all the credit. He was That's all the credit for breaker
1: just Sitting there having some skyline chili, yeah. just eating. <laughs>
0: yeah, watch this breaker more. Making his breaker more ant.
1: <laughs> he starts one of the sentences whilst on dangerous duty fighting against hit and run boar commandos in northern Transvaal, South Africa. I mean, who is this? Tom McElfresh. No, M- McElfresh. Mm-mm. This is fake.
0: This is a plant. This is Ebert. And th- what's the other one who liked it? It's no, it's Siskel. Siskel. Jesus, Siskel. Jesus. Siskel
1: under a pseudonym.
0: Yeah, a pseudonym. This is a pseudonym. A sure, McElfresh from Cincinnati. We we're on to you, Sisk. Now,
1: according to uh, Beresford, he he always says this film was not a financial success. He was like, ah. In fact, he, he says, quote, it opened and closed in America in less than a week. Uh, he's obviously being fairly facetious or cheeky, but it, it did really it did not. Um, in fact, it opens around Christmas time. So this could have been a Christmas movie. Merry Christmas, everyone. opens around, <clears throat> around Christmas time and, and just in Los Angeles and New York so that it would probably be available for uh, Oscar season. Oh, yeah. But it would continue to open around the US, like into like summer of 1981. It was just like traveling around as New World usually would do. But it got around. Of course, uh, it, it also won. It was nominated for Academy Awards. It didn't win anything. It didn't win an American Academy Award. It won 10 Australian Academy Awards. Wow. But it was up for Best Adapted Screenplay for the year of 1980. Uh, however, New, New World said this was quite the success. Uh, an article from the Sydney Morning Herald, quote, it's the most successful film in New York at the moment. It's also probably the best film going, according to Mr. Steve Fagan, the New York area manager for the film's distributor, New World. It grossed 150000 Australian 130000 and the first three days, he said, referring to last weekend's business, we're expecting a nice, healthy run. That was not just New York. In Los Angeles, after opening five months ago at a single theater, Braco Morant is now showing at four theaters. It's also enjoying extended runs in San Francisco, Baltimore, New Orleans, and several other big centers. It was a a double feature with Night Patrol. (laughs) Four years later, they just said, you know what we should put with this?
0: It's probably a double feature of *Steaming*."
1: So it's picked up by New World because now the reason why it relates to Whispers and Cries is because, again, as we talked about in that episode, we have just started to dip into all of the foreign films Mm -hmm. that New World releases. As a matter of fact, at the time of Khan, when he's picking this movie up and My American Uncle, at the time, New World is releasing Tin Drum, which is a German drama. Uh, That movie was doing very well for New World because New World had made their movies for largely a drive-in market, though that would have to sort of change into the 1980s as drive-ins were not quite as successful as they were in the 1970s. So they would fill their gaps, particularly the winter schedule, with foreign films. So that is what we learned in Whispers and Cries because that was one of the first foreign acquisitions. Can you imagine you so-
0: roll into a drive-in and you're like come on baby we're at the drive-in like yeah let's get hot and heavy and the whispers and cries plays (laughs) and you're like shit 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 shit. don't worry it's gonna get better it's gonna get better and then this plays game (laughs) over you are not getting laid tonight (laughs) nope sorry so that is why this movie good eye mate going to sleep alone (laughs) I wish I just make you turn around turn around and that's it. No, it's not. It's not even the beginning, Your Honor. It's not even the beginning. This is the lie. I, I You're a liar. This is the end of the trial. You're a liar. The trial is over, Madam. You're a liar. The trial is over, Madam. A <laughs> it's a liar. This is only the beginning.
1: Now I'm afraid that is it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed us talking about Breaker Morant.
0: Breaker <laughs> Morant. Breaker Morant.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to listen to any of our other episodes, you can go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com and you can find all our episodes, our t-shirts, buy a t-shirt. We have a bunch of new designs we're going to be releasing this year as well. We're very excited about them. Erica. And, um... <laughs> and
0: not all play should be movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so please
1: check that out. Uh, we don't have a Patreon. So buy a t-shirt. Help us out. Buy a t-shirt. Help you out by looking cool as fuck.
0: And we'll see.
1: (laughs) We've got one more episode of February to go. So we hope you'll stick around for that one next week. And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. I've seen it.